podcast. We're here to give you all your podcasting needs. I'm Ashley. And I'm Justine, also with your podcasting needs. I just wanted to say it. I don't know why. It just was there and it happened, okay? I'm not hating. <laughs> so every week on our show, we turn on the Netflix via our PlayStation and we go through their romantic comedy subgenre and we watch every romantic comedy they possess at that current time. Which sometimes they take our lovely movies away from us. Like this movie. Yeah. I know it's sad. What movie is it today, Justine? This is 1953's Always a Bride. And, um... Somebody's getting married? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Isn't the term always a bridesmaid, never a bride? Yes. So this one's always a bride. So either her husbands are dying or she's constantly getting divorced. No, well, let me tell you about this movie. Okay, then. A father and daughter con artist team swindles wealthy clients visiting the French Riviera's swankiest resorts, but everything is about to change. Dun 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 dun! <laughs> it's only an hour and 24 minutes. I'm so happy it's a shorty. Oh, yeah, for sure. It stars Peggy Cummins, Terrence Morgan, and Ronald Squire, and it was directed by Ralph Smart. And it's only two and a half stars on Netflix. So it's going to be bad. Yeah. So what I think is going to happen, this father-daughter con artist team, somebody is going to actually fall in love. Well, duh. Please don't let it be the father (laughs) and the daughter. I like how we have that, like... (laughs) Nobody would think that it only if they've watched the movies that we've watched. Yeah, it's like, it's a common theme, especially if this is British, which they are very British names. And guys, come on, like, move faster to the 20th century, not this creepy love nest thing that they have going on in the 50s. Is this the 20th century? You mean the 21st century? Yeah, the 21st century, my bad. <laughs> Get more in the 20th century. Keep going further in Yeah, this. yeah, just go just go further back, <laughs> you know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm saying this is probably going to be bad. This is going to be one of the bad ones. This is going to be, like, one of the ones where I stop taking notes, like, for the bad reason. Uh-oh. Where I just, like, capital G-R-O-S-S. Gross. Underline. <laughs> Grostastic. Well, fortunately for you, dear listeners, by the time you hear it, like we said, it won't be on Netflix anymore. They're removing it. For us in the future, they're removing it October 1st. Are you ready to go watch this horrible movie? Am I ready? Am I ready to watch this movie? Yes. Mm, okay, well, <laughs> let's, let's go. Wow. We're not excited for this. The movie was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's my review. You, you 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 didn't see, but she was jumping up and down trying to get all hyped for this, and I was just not having it. I was just like, no, this this does is not even worth it. It was that bad. Come on, I'm trying to make it. You know, people are listening. Let's. This was worse than the German silent film. The German silent film wasn't bad. This was worse than the German silent film. Okay. The German silent film that didn't even have a plot. The German silent film was fun. No, it was, but it didn't have a plot. Right, yeah, (laughs) but it didn't care because it was fun. This didn't have a plot, 
Well, it kind of did, but whatever. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but it was boring, and they couldn't act. No one could do anything. Everyone just talked and walked around, and that was it. It was blah, 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 blah. It, I'm British. Yeah. And it wasn't like, there were there was no British humor. There was none of that flair and the pizzazz and the 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 niceties of British humor. Nope. It was... It was boring. It was blah. It was paste. Legitimate paste. Like... <laughs> paste. So the film starts out with, I don't know why, over the credits. They're showing, like, British Army or some... They're showing, like, the changing of the guard at the palace. Okay, and I think it doesn't even take place in London. No, it's like so in France. They're just like, this is a British movie. <laughs> Look at all of our Britishness. We have a queen. Or no, at this time, was it, was it a queen or was it a king at this point? I thought the queen's been there for forever. I know, but they had a king at one point. Her yeah. dad was in power at one point, or alive. <laughs> so, most of the film takes place in France with English people with French accents. But there were some French people. There were some French that I didn't understand had anything to do with the plot. Because I don't under... I, I, I understand very little French. And what French they were speaking was rapid-fire French. Oh, those French people at the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is, I don't think you were meant to understand them. Okay, so... After the opening... Okay, we meet, actually, our guy first. Our leading man. He came on screen and I said... He looks like a leading man. He was not a leading man. He was... He got steadily and crazily in a rapid succession way more disturbing as it the movie went on. Yeah, he became the leading stalker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even, like, gentle stalker who would, like, just bring you flowers or something. I he like was that gentle stalker. <laughs> The scale of stalker. <laughs> yes, there are. There are scales of stalkers. Like, you have the, the nice stalkers who kind of stay in their own little, like, nice, gentle creepiness. But then you have, like, the full-on rapey, creepy, in your bedroom, watching you sleep, Edward <laughs> Cullen stalkers. And that's where the scale just kind of ends, because once you reach Edward Cullen, you don't go back. <laughs> Yeah, this guy went downhill. Um, so his name is Mr. Winch. Terrence. Terrence Winch. Yeah, I didn't get that. I thought it, they said Winch. Yeah. At first. The I sounded like E. Yeah. And the E sounded like eyes. Yes, they did. <laughs> Especially with Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> Who we will get to. So we meet him at the hotel in the French Riviera, and he's complaining to the manager that he wants to change rooms because his room's too hot. The manager wants him to leave because he's been staying there for five months. What this has to do with anything, I don't know. Yeah, it even had something to do with his job, which, like, apparently he was, like, a... He worked for the government or something. And... He was in the treasury department of something. And that makes everyone hate him? I think it's maybe, like, the IRS here. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Maybe that, I can, I don't know, maybe. But I, everyone hates him. Yeah, so as we said in the, the description, it's a father-daughter con artist team, which 
I feel like if you didn't read this description beforehand and started watching this movie, things would get weird real quick. Because <laughs> the father-daughter team shows up, and she's in a wedding gown, and they get a bridal suite. His name is Victor Hemsley. Her name is Claire... Hemsley. Claire Hemsley, who they call Mrs. Hemsley, playing into the act, but she's unmarried in IRL. Well, she's his daughter in real life. Yeah. Like, that's not established until, like, 20 minutes later when... Well, not 20 minutes later, but it feel it felt like 20 minutes later. Right. Um, so... They show up and everybody sees them. They're kind of a big deal wherever they go because he's really old and she's young, of course. And they're just like, oh, he's so old. And then they go, but he has so much money. Yeah. The the um, staff in um, hotels seem to gossip a lot. Very Downton Abbey. Yeah. No matter what hotel you're in, the staff will gossip about you. If you're high society. Mm-hmm. So um, that evening, Victor's having himself a little stag party in the in the lounge in the hotel with a bunch of men and they're being loud and, and rowdy and really crass yeah and then there's some women who are out there in the lobby not with them but can hear them and then mrs hemsley his daughter is sitting by herself in the lobby and it's kind of very um against social standards right because she's been Because it's really late at night, and she's been alone for, like, an hour. Which women cannot be left alone. Right. We we will deteriorate. Yeah, if you look away, like, we'll, like, (laughs) dissolve. Yeah. You gotta keep an eye on us. Um, so... There was all that awkward staring in the lobby. Just people yeah. sitting, staring at each other, going, this is really awkward. Yeah, and they were all, like, bug-eyed. It yeah. wasn't even, like, normal people, like, people watching. It was, like, bug-eyed, I'm going to stare at you until this is awkward. Right, so Claire's there, some gossipy old ladies are there, and um, Terrence is there. And so Terrence decides to get up and do the right thing and go over... And talk to Victor, who's in the other room having the party, being like, hey, your wife is out there, it's really late, you know, you should go take Save care of her. Save her from dissolving. Yeah. But then Victor s- tells him, wait, why don't you go and sit and talk with her? I'll be only a moment. Go sit and talk with her. Which is a part of their s- scam, I bet? I don't know. I don't know how, because... This scam is not very well done and executed and or established as to who they're trying to scam and what they're trying to achieve with it. I definitely, they're trying to get most of the hotel patrons to see them and care about them in this one night. As yes. many people as I can to care about them and see them and feel bad for them, for her. Terrence does do this. He goes, and they end up talking about his job. That's all they get to really talk about, is that he works with Treasury. Is This was a conversation that was utterly boring, and I did not understand why it was not, one, cut down, or two, rewritten. Yeah, or something more exciting, or flirty, or something. Or had the actors do anything but monotone, like, or it monotone like, or wispy voicey. Hey, what do you do? Oh, I work at the Treasury doing this. Oh, oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Like, tell me more about it. Oh, you know, it's just terrible. Everybody hates me. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. 
And that's it. Yeah. <laughs> End scene. Because <laughs> then um, Victor comes out to get her, and then they go upstairs. Then we find out they're related just because she calls him daddy. Now, like I said, if you didn't read it, it would be like, <laughs> But even, like, even her saying daddy yeah. didn't really establish that they were, like, father-daughter. Right. It isn't until, like, way, way later on when he finds out that they're father-daughter. Even though that is left very vague and, and confusing and I don't, I don't understand. Yeah. And, uh, like you said, she has this very airy, breathy, Nicole Kidman, um, Marilyn, Mar- Marilyn Monroe kind of way of talking to everybody. Yes, it's like... I have to have this cloud that's stuck in my throat so that I sound more alluring. Sound more British. Oh, sound more British. Okay, here. How about this? Is this better? Can I have a cup of tea? That's pretty good. Or crumpets? Sound more dumb. (laughs) I don't know how to do that. (laughs) That just does not come naturally to me. I am sorry. Smart girls. So while Victor and Claire are talking... They're talking about how the next day is going to go, and she's nervous, and he's dumping sand out of his suitcase. because it's so they have weight. Yeah, it's so they have weight, and they didn't, you know... They didn't want to pack anything, like, real. Right, so he's dumping sand, which I thought was weird, but then, yeah, I got it, and I was like, oh... Who's who's the sand landing on that they're just jumping dumping out yeah, of their... Yeah, it's from the balcony. Their, <laughs> ...off their balcony. I'm like, somebody's going to notice these pile of beach sand just randomly strewn about so pretty much the daughter she already is just like doesn't want to do this she didn't want to do it like in the first place yeah like she was horrible if if she were trying to con me right now i'd be like lady first of all take some acting lessons (laughs) second of all act like a human being get yourself to church church (laughs) Go get some God in ya. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, I don't want to do this, but she'll do it. And the dad's like, okay, good. See you later. And he shimmies down the drain pipe. Yeah, he is very unconcerned about his daughter's mental well-being. Yeah. He is way more concerned about the money. Yep. So the next morning, the housekeeper comes in to um, open the blinds mm-hmm. and, you know, just be a housekeeper yeah bring breakfast um and they see that there's a note on the bed with claire (sighs) who's pretending she's still asleep and they know what's up the husband's not there it's the honeymoon suite there's a note so they kind of like back on out of that situation (laughs) like we don't want to be part of this we don't want to hurt your feelings yeah so um Claire does this fake, like, surprise thing when she sees the note as a, as a kind of a show for them. It's like the hand over the, the mouth kind of <gasps> thing. The very, the, I'm going to faint on this couch right now. So then she calls up the manager, and the manager says she'll be, that he'll be up right away. But she still has time to, like, get dressed and do her hair and stuff and... Yeah, she's, like, full-on makeup mode mm-hmm. at this point. Right, so she's trying to pose, trying to figure out how to pose with this note. Yeah, it, she she really needs to, like, take an improv class where yeah. they, like, make you loosen up and, like, give me a person or a job. I just, I don't know if it's supposed to be funny. It was not funny. When, there, the only, like, funny bits of this were when 
actors made stupid decisions. <laughs> I don't even, I don't know if I chuckled once. I don't remember. I think I chuckled out of boredom. Oh. Like, why is this still happening? I've gone insane. Yeah, like, <laughs> this this movie will, as you were saying earlier, this movie will pl- be playing as we die. <laughs> <laughs> It's never ending. Oh, okay. So, um, so she tells the manager, read this note. And he's like, oh, no. And she's like, I can't pay. He took all of my savings. Life savings. What should I do? And, um, he's like, I've heard these stories before. And she's like, will you call the police? I don't know. This weird stuff happened. Well, she, like... Vulcan mind melds him or like manipulates him somehow. I think she like batted her eyes at him at this point. He was very. (laughs) What is that? (laughs) This is what he. This is how he was acting. He had his like. He had T Rex arms the entire (laughs) time. It was like he had his little pinky ring and then was just like, let me. My arms will follow my body (laughs) as I move. And I was just like, what is this? Is this like some French thing? What are you doing, dude? Like just. What your arms are not attached to your sides. Mm-hmm. Like I, I was so like thoroughly distracted with this man every time he was on screen. I have no idea what happened in the scenes that he was present <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, it's those kind. That's that's what happens in this movie. Is like something weird would happen that we would just fixate on and not that we would be like, what the heck is that about? And then like not get any of the plot points that they were trying to put forth. But there were no plot points. Yeah. There was just this really long con, mm-hmm. and then another random long con that was thrown into it, and then there was some stalking, and then there was just, like, some waves. Like, there were <laughs> lots of waves. <laughs> and then oh, there was yeah. a boat. <laughs> the transitions. Every time we transition, it would just show some waves of the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> it was, like... Another wave would just like another wave B roll. It was like they all they went yep. to France for was wave B roll. <laughs> We're still in France. Here's a wave. Here, look at the rocks on the beach. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, here's a wave crashing against those rocks. Here's another angle of that same exact wave hitting that same exact rock. We're still in France. Doing France things. Okay, so all the hotel guests start gossiping about what happened. And decide to raise money for her. I totally missed this part. For some reason, I think I just blacked out. That's what they did. They all started gathering up money for her. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that makes the envelope make way right, more sense now. Right, but Terrence came first, and he gave her a wad of cash. Yes, in an envelope with no note. She was just so utterly disdainful about her or him not leaving her a note. Oh, yeah, so I wrote down after that, like, Miss, Mr. Winch gives uh, the money, and then I wrote down, she likes him, question mark? <laughs> <laughs> I guess she has he, feelings. He clearly, like, I don't know. He's, like, he became stalker man. And yeah, and I wrote down flirting with breathy voices. Like, they were both doing that. Like, I'm flirting with you. Here is a napkin. Here, I'm let like, me help you with this door. That's why I'm like, they like each other? Are yeah. these, is this how humans interact? Yeah, it was like robot Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And who's an actor who talks breathy? A guy? Yeah. Like Michael Sarah. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like he, he has a stalker vibe to him. 
Oh, Paul, poor Michael Sarah. I love Michael Sarah. I love him in Scott Pilgrim, but I feel like he could be a little stalkery. I mean, in Scott Pilgrim, he was kind of a stalker. Maybe. Anyway, we're on tangents. Yeah, no because tangents. Because this movie this was time. horrible. So all of, like the hotel people are interested in her. She goes downstairs probably for dinner, and when she gets into the the dining area lobby, everybody goes completely silent. In her, they're and turn towards her. Yeah. And creepy, like, lady who we find out later who is actually part of the con, like, slowly just grabs this envelope and presents it to her as if Mm -hmm. it is a pillow with a tiara on it. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was weird. So, she gets more money from these people, but she runs off upset because she's got got a delicate personality. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really, like, understand what was making... Was she upset because... Was that an act? Was she upset because she didn't want to be a part of this con anymore? She's like, just upset 24-7. Emotion. Yeah. She was uh, a woman. Uh, <laughs> like, this movie was so boring and overtly ridiculous that I couldn't even call it sexist. So, uh, Terrence finds her, like, crying out on the balcony and so he invites her to dinner, and she's like, not here, let's go somewhere else. So they go on a date to some sort of French place. They go to France for dinner. <laughs> like, literal, direct France. <laughs> I um, don't know. It was just France. We were in France the entire time. So he's, they're talking, and he talks about his boring life. I wrote this down. Talks about his boring life. She wants it. <laughs> Yeah, she gets all starry-eyed yeah. and gross. Like she wants that normal, boring life that he has. She's got this stupid con man dad who refuses to get a job or do anything worth anything. Yeah, that doesn't involve like picking on people or finding ridiculous like cohorts. Yeah. So um, then they dancing. Oh yeah, she pulls him into dancing where he like clearly doesn't want to dance i was just like this dude doesn't have a life he wants to be at home reading a newspaper and never leave ever then we cut to a scene of the manager delivering flowers into a room which never is brought back ever nope like even when she comes back the flowers are no longer there then like he he takes so much like he actually extends his T-Rex arm to put a note in the flowers, and they are never referenced again. Nope. And he is gone. He magically disappears, too, after this, this segment. Maybe nobody was looking at him and his T-Rex arm. Oh, poor T-Rex arm manager. Aww. In his pinky ring. Aww. So then they enjoy some French entertainment. Some singing. Oh, I, for, I totally forgot about her. Well, because you wanted her to do a can-can. Yes, I was, that was depressing. She was singing about how love is her philosophy without doing a can-can when you're in France. <laughs> like, actual France, and there is no can-can. I think you have a very narrow view of France. <laughs> I think we should go to France. <laughs> you're like, why aren't these people doing a can-can? <laughs> why are these people French? <laughs> I'm sorry, France. I really do appreciate you and your culture, but... Obviously not French enough. (laughs) (laughs) When there isn't a can-can involved... How do do you even know it's France? France. I mean, there wasn't even a shot of the Eiffel Tower. (gasps) Nope. 
they were shot in the oceans, but nope. <laughs> we don't know what we we don't know what your oceans look like, France. We need your Eiffel Tower and your can cans, and maybe a shot of the Moulin Rouge. And us dirty Americans may know where we are. Yes. <laughs> Eat a damn croissant. <laughs> <laughs> it's a croissant, not a croissant. Okay, I think we've offended France enough. <laughs> it's your job. <laughs> So she's singing this love song to inspire the couples to feel love. Like they're all everybody she goes to is starts to end up smooching and touching each other. Oh yeah, like the cute couple like in the side, like that me and Sam were doing in the movie theater earlier. <laughs> they did the he put his arm around her and like pulled her in and like gave her a squeeze and that's yeah. That's what wow. Sam did when I got cold. Oh, <laughs> I just thought Scorch Trials is a very romantic movie. <laughs> there was no romance in this movie. This is the only part where I went aw. <laughs> you went aw for the couple that wasn't even the main couple. I know. <laughs> <laughs> a couple who actually looked like a real couple. <laughs> yes. That was like the best part. Okay. What an astonishing idea for a film. A couple who looks like a couple in the background. Yeah. But not in the foreground. But our main couple does not smooch during the song because they're sitting on, like, opposite sides of the table. Very far away. Yeah. Like, um, it looks like one of those oval tables that, like, shift you yeah. very far away. Like, you can't even play footsie under this table. So they take a romantic carriage ride home. And then, I don't know, I think I looked away or, or something. Maybe I was eating pudding. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, I probably pudding. <laughs> <laughs> This may have been this time, or it may have been another time. But they ended up, his arm around her, and she's getting all close to him, smooching on him. And then he's getting all smoochy smoochy. And then she pulls away and says, this is a mistake. I want to go back to the hotel. So they go back to the hotel. But weren't they, like, originally going? I didn't know. I thought they were originally were Because this part was, like, just totally out of left field. Because you didn't, it was so forced and, like, they were, like, all of a sudden, and then just, like, eating each other's faces. Like, he was, like, on top of her face, like, whole mouth. <laughs> oh, like, sucking on her, like, entire mouth, and I was That's disturbed. That's how they kiss in Europe. <laughs> this is France. They invented the French kiss. But these people were British. Damn it, British people learn how to kiss. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till we get to Italy. <laughs> I am so sorry to Europe. We really do not mean to offend. We respect you and love you and appreciate you for putting up with our American bullshit. But seriously, you really need to evaluate your past history. Just this movie. Just, Just the, yeah. dis disown this movie. If you disown this movie, we will love you forever. We will be cool. Yeah. Then there was the awkward room thing. Oh, yeah, the, the awkward room bit that lasted for, like, ten minutes. Oh, my God, I was just... Room! You were calling it, like, from the very beginning, once they leave the elevator, you were like, they're gonna have the same room, they're gonna have the same room, but they didn't have the same room. They had rooms across the, the like, hallway from one another. Yeah. Uh, I don't even want to talk about it. It was too it was too much of a waste of time that I don't even want to waste my time talking it about it. It was we watched them walk the entire length of, uh, like, every bit of the hallway. Even up from the elevator yeah. where he had the mistaken floor. Oh my god, I'm just done. But oh, okay, so they, like she said, they had they had rooms that were across the hall from each other, and um, she's like saying good night, 
but then she drops her huge wad of money on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Why? To just, like, establish that she still has this Maybe. conly earned money? Yeah, it was to have her feeling guilty, like... She didn't feel guilty. She didn't feel anything. She was a robot. It inspired, I think... Here's what I think the the motive was, that she was supposed to be having a good, fun night. Like, if they did it where it wasn't that awkward, like, we can't do this, let's walk really awkwardly to our rooms, and then, like, the money thing. Like, if she was having a good time, good time, loving it, and then she was reminded about the evilness that she came into this situation with the money, and then she's like, I gotta stop this and go. That's how it would work, but it was already, like, terrible and awkward, and then they threw the money thing in there. And then it made it even more terrible and awkward. Yes! But, but she didn't care, like, she she was obviously not having a good time, because otherwise she wouldn't have asked to go back to the hotel. Either that, or she had already, like, had feelings of guilt. Right, that's so the thing, the money was, was it there? the money was supposed to bring the guilt, but it was, she was already feeling, they, I'm just saying, they wrote it wrong. <laughs> okay, girlfriend. I know what it was, what their <laughs> intentions were, and they did it wrong. I'm, 100%. <laughs> so then she goes... Do you want to build a snowman? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, the... Oh, Mr. T-Rex arm guy, I forgot. He did come back for, like, a bit. This was the last time we saw him, I promise. <laughs> um, he's, like, holding a thing of champagne, because I guess he feels that he is connected to this woman in some way, and he's going to have a glass of champagne with her mm-hmm. or something, or just wanted to give her something. And so she's, like, leaning up against the door like Anna from Frozen, and... She's confessing to the door. Yeah, she's just like... She thinks it's Terrence on the other side of the door. Yeah, she's like, I just need you to go away. Just go away. She's like, I can't do this. I can't do this. Da, 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 her guilt. Guilt, guilt, guilt. Yep. Do you want to build a snowman? <laughs> and then she goes off to the window and stares out. I thought she was going to jump. <laughs> I think you were rooting for her to jump. <laughs> I don't know, it would have made for a more interesting movie. Um. Because then the, like, the whole back half, it would have still existed because it was still all about her dad. Yeah, that's the problem. Okay. We'll get to that in a second. Let me get. Let's get there. Yeah, and then I, I don't want to get there. I just want to get there. Come on, Justine. Okay, so Winch delivers flowers to the door, but somebody else is in the room. She checked out an hour ago, so uh. she goes back home to her dad. But she says she's changed. No, she can't do this business no more. And he says, you must have fallen in love in that one night I wasn't with you. (laughs) Yeah. The one night that I was not your husband. Yeah. And he's like, here's your fake passport. We're going. (laughs) To Italy. Yep. Where we're going to con some more people. Okay, so here's where I have the problem with, like, the Netflix description. It starts out about the father-daughter con team and this whole wedding thing. Like... And then it completely changes to where he picks up his friend and he's like, let's do this other con. And the yeah. daughter's still, like, obsessing about this guy. It's, like, completely gone from its original, like, inciting incident and narrative progress. Yeah, it was like, okay, well, we're done with that. Now let's go to this. Yeah. And we're more interested with this and the men and them doing this thing. Than about this girl who right, and really I'm like, hello. Did you not just have me invest in these characters in the first half an hour? I don't think they cared. <laughs> I, I I like that's why I was just like somebody should just die in the middle because it would have been, mm. it would have given more like 
pizzazz, I guess, to to everything. Just like have somebody die. Mm-hmm. Just like that's what we need more in our romantic comedies. Death, 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 destruction, and Mad Max. Mm. With Furiosa. Mm-hmm. We need more of Furiosa. Yeah. More Could of use her. more of her. Yeah. Definitely more of her. So, what's his face? So, Terrence goes down to the man, to somebody at the front desk, being like, well, where did she go? Oh, yeah, this was Fingernail Clipper guy. Yeah, and they're like, for some reason, they told him that she was going to Nee, uh... To Nietzsche? Niece. Niece. Niece? I don't know, I feel like we're having a Boy Meets World moment (laughs) right now. All I'm thinking right now... Is Eric Matthews <laughs> in my, my head. niche? She's my niche. <laughs> my niche. Niece. <laughs> um, you know the the town in France. Not Eric Matthews. No. Or his niche. Or his niche. <laughs> niece. <laughs> it's not your niece. It's your niche. <laughs> Damn it. So yeah, there's this guy, freaking. Clipping his fingernails in at the public at the front desk, getting all interested in what Terrence is doing. Who, like, he doesn't even have to talk. Well, he's kind of talking. Well, he's like, I'm going to, to Nice. You can hop along in my car. And then he's, like, talking about it. And he's like, so tell me the description, the physical description of this woman and, and man and stuff yeah. like that. I'm like, you're totally a private detective. He was, he was like, hot on their trail or something. But it's yeah. never established who or what he does. Right, yeah. But just because he's I, I mean, asking, I was really like, to... why aren't you just realizing that this guy is part of the police since he's asking for, like, full detailed descriptions of everything? Because Terrence was dumb. Yeah. He was dumb. He fell for her bad acting job. He totally, like, thought she was sad and stuff when clearly she was just apathetic to the whole situation of being left. All right, so, uh, Victor is out with a woman at a new hotel and he runs into that friend we're talking about. And well, it's the same woman from the hotel. The old lady who was in on the con at the old hotel. Right, yeah. Who gave them the, who gave her the cash. So, um, they have a chat about old times. A friend was in prison. And so, he's like, let's do a job. Let's do the stupid job of leaving briefcases all over town. Oh, is this Titty? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> He can't call. Okay, so this like for the entire first ten minutes of this man's introduction, I really thought his name was Titty. Every time the guy said Teddy, Ashley would turn to me like, "Is his name Titty?" <laughs> I'm like, "I think it's Teddy." And then he says his name again. Is his name Titty? <laughs> it wasn't. It didn't just had to be asked because he said it in. In a British way that I have never heard a British person utter ever. I've never heard somebody uh, create an I sound out of an E sound. Especially a long E sound like Teddy. Mm-hmm. So I was thoroughly confused as to if this was just a weird, like, slang thing or if his real name was just Titty. Right. So... The con this time is that these briefcases contain documents that are forged and look antiqued um, that are saying he wants to sell a hotel, but he doesn't own this hotel. So he's saying that the hotel he's staying with, that he owns it, and that he has the deeds to sell it. He wants to sell it pretty much on the cheap. 
Well, he's already gifted it to, or he wants to sell it for his niece. Yeah. His niece and, and niche. And niece. niece. His niece and niece. Niece. <laughs> His niece and niece. <laughs> Damn it, Wilfred L. This is all your fault. So, uh, Winch at this time is traveling from hotel to hotel looking for the woman. He makes some poor taxi driver drive up to every single hotel and he goes in a hotel and he says, Is there a Mrs. Hemsley staying here? And then they say no and then he leaves. And he does this, I don't know how many times. Well, uh,. Like, halfway through him doing it, they say they have already visited 30 hotels. Yikes. Um, so then Winch sees Hemsley's car. Okay, this is the part I think I also missed with pudding. (laughs) All the pudding! You look away, you look at your pudding for two seconds, and you miss all the plot points. I think you just... Okay. There were no plot points. So, he goes into the hotel that he sees the car near... And he says, there's Mrs. Hemsley here, and they say no, but he's standing in there, and he sees the whole crowd of the party of people that we know and he knows walk by, and he sees her, and he, like, grabs her or whatever, takes her. He's trying to help, because he has already seen, um, her supposed husband who has left her. Yeah, he sees them together. No, not yet. He hasn't seen them together yet. He sees his, uh, his, her father and her, his con man friend yeah they're out to lunch so he sees and he's like i've been looking all over nice for you <laughs> and it's he never takes not her, gonna be funny and he's like forces her into the to, to the taxi and he's like we're gonna go and she's like no 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 and then he grabs her and he takes her to the restaurant where his father is he grabs the father and there's this whole commotion and everyone's yelling and no one can understand what anyone is saying till she faints pretends to faint and so um that was a diversion from her so her father can get away. Yeah, they steal a taxi from someone mm. during the commotion and zoom away. And yeah, then they go back to the hotel where they're talking more about this con with the briefcases. Yeah, but um, she tells him, meet me here later. I'll, I'll tell you about it later. Meet me here later. Yeah, she wants to come clean. Um, Which I don't know why, like, she wasn't really caught in, like, he was being creepy. Mm-hmm. He, this is the part where he started getting really kind of... They've only known each other for... A day. Not even, yeah, but a day. Oh, no, wasn't there that one part where he's, uh, she's like, I'm a complete stranger to you, and he's like, well, we've only known each other, we've known each other for 12 hours. Yeah. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, at that point, I started hearing the, the psycho music. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and was like, oh, God, somebody's going to get stabby-stabby. Is Mother around? Oh, God. Please, please don't die. But also die, like, because that might make it interesting. Right. So, they're in the ho- um, the new con, the con man, Teddy. Teddy. Teddy and... Teddy, Teddy. Hemsley are in the hotel... They've got, like, ten of their briefcases returned to them. The con isn't working, except now this German guy shows up. With a fake beard. This yeah. beard is glue- glued on his face. You and can see it. And he wants to cheat them out of their scam, but he they notice he's wearing socks and sandals, so. And his pa- the his pant legs are ripped. Right. Um, he is not a man of high society. Right. So he loses his self-respect, and he'll do anything, anything for them. To get his con man cred back. 
Right, so they're like, okay, you can come work for us on this con. So then this uh, chauffeur guy shows up, and he comes about the 12th briefcase, and his client person wants to have a meeting with them, and so they're all like, yeah, it worked. On his yacht. Yeah. On um, your yacht. I need you to come out to the yacht. And then Claire shows up and does nothing. <laughs> they, ta- they like, tell her that she's going to be cast in the leading role, and she's just like, oh, okay. Yeah, that that's, like, this movie, like, was all over the place, and none of the actors were really good, and I feel really bad for Britain at this point in time. I'm really sorry we bashed you after, you know, you guys all went through this horrible ordeal of making this movie. Yeah. Because all of Britain made this movie. Aww. <laughs> so, Hemsley and, um, Teddy go on a boat, and they're so like, oh, can't you smell the money? Um, I'm on a boat. Yep. With my flippy floppies. That's all I remember from that song. So they go meet uh, Mr. Dutton on his yacht, and... Oh, he had a name? Yep, Dutton. Oh, I did not know that. I thought he was just... Mr. Moneybags. Yeah, money man. Mr. Dutton um, gets all of his money without income tax and doesn't put it in a bank, so he has cupboards of money, which he gives to his five children... (laughs) <laughs> One of which is just like, where's my pocket money? <laughs> and she one of which like is a baby. <laughs> no, that's the one who said that. She no, was like there's two- an infant too. Oh, there was an infant. I missed the infant. But there was like the two-year-old, the two-year-old little girl who just sits there and goes, where's my pocket money? He's Daddy. got more than me. Yeah, <laughs> it was really weird. It was out there and I was totally concerned for the child. It seemed for a second that Dutton was blackmailing them for something. I don't know. But then they agreed to whatever in the deeds and stuff. So they're going to conduct business back at the hotel. So they get back to the hotel and the new German guy is completely wasted. He's drunk. For no reason whatsoever. Because he was nervous. I don't know. It was weird. This, This whole section is just... So they dress him up as a chef and they're like... They're firing him as the the, the new people, or the Dutton, Dutton, Dutton and his lawyer. Right, so there's fake deeds and, um, what's her face? Old lady from First Hotel. Oh, no, the daughter. Oh, Claire. Claire's there to play the niece, but before they sign, they gotta get the money. They have to get the money out of the room. So they use, like, a fishing line to pull the suitcase of money into the second into the bedroom and they escape with the money out the they go out the balcony into the next door room and they leave out of their their yeah and claire like uses the excuse that she she really has to talk to her aunt about it and she really is like concerned and thinks she should read everything through and so she leaves to the other room right and then when they're all leaving together that's when winch sees them all together (laughs) you call them winch He's a wench. Uh, <laughs> wench. He becomes a wench. Claire then goes to their meeting place at the restaurant, but uh, Terrence um, phones and says that he won't make it there to see her. Yeah, he, he totally breaks up with her via, via like, messenger. Via maitre d. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's, like, that's worse than Facebook, my friends. Yeah. That's, like, hardcore third-party breakupage. So, the other, the whole rest of the, the con gang go and hang out at some other hotel, 
and they pour all the money out on the bed and they start rolling in the money and then someone comes to deliver them something and they give him one of the bills and they say that it's a fake note yeah he says this bill is not uh up to par Mm -hmm. in italiano essentially there are no there are no subtitles so you know movies with subtitles was a big deal back then it was really hard to do and then claire because she's heartbroken decides that she's going to stay in the game did she yeah oh well she just shows up places and she's like i'm sad look at me stand that's what she does she just shows up at the end of the scene they go oh claire you're here too and she goes i'm sad (laughs) i'm eeyore (laughs) aww I was gonna say she sounded that she sounds a little bit more like a Teletubby because that's how they <laughs> express their emotions. Oh, that's how I express my emotions. Tinky Winky, sad. Um. So then they head to Italy. Did I thought they were already in Italy? No, they were. Oh no, in they nice. were in Nice. They were in Nice, France. But then they said they were going to Italy when they instead go to Nice. Maybe they were on their way. I don't know. But, um, I don't know. They go to way too many places in this movie that all look like France. <laughs> it's all Europe. It's just France. Um. So then, somehow, What's-His-Face is talking to the cops again, and they figure out that they're going to Italy. So he wants to follow them. He ends up on the same train as the woman, and he's like, where's Claire? Which is weird, because he just, like, dumped her. Yeah. He didn't show up for their meeting, and now he wants to find her. But I guess he had to go meet with the the detectives? I don't know. He does have, like, a meeting with the detectives, and then he wants to hear it from her, I guess, and so he goes on a trek trying to find her again. Very weird. Like, in reality, if this were to happen, he would have never found her the first time. Yeah. They're gonna play the the husband-wife They're pulling the bride job again. again. Yeah. In Italy. In Italy this time. It's the same exact thing as the beginning. Um, so, but this time, right after Hemsley leaves, Winch shows up on the balcony. Yeah, he, like, <laughs> can fly. He's, like, all of a sudden, like, like Clark How Kent. did he get there? He, like, climbed up the, up the ramp. And it's while Claire is starting bunk. a bath, and she's just in her bathrobe, and the guy just, like, grabs a drink, and he's just sitting in the chair, staring at the bed. Yeah, staring at the single bed. Getting shwasted. Yeah. He was not even getting, like, tipsy. He was, like, knocking it back. He was drinking all of the champagne in the bedroom. Yeah, so he, she hears someone out there, and she's like, Daddy, is that you? Daddy? Who's there? Daddy? And she comes out, and she sees him. She's like, oh! Who are you? What Terrence. are you doing in here? Terrence. Terrence, why? And why? then he confronts her. And he said, I'm going to do what I like. And she's in her robe, and he's drunk, and she pushes him. He hits her and pushes her onto the bed and then, like, tries to yeah. kiss her. And Yeah, because he's like, he's, he says something really creepy of, like, she, she's like, I'll make it up to you. And he's like, oh, I know a way how. That sort yeah. of thing. It, it got to the point where he was trying to blackmail her for sex. Yes. It was a very rapey scene. Because she's, like, crawling away, trying to crawl away on the bed. She's crying, saying no. Yeah. Like, okay, future men of the world and women, because it's good for us to know, too. You are a part of this, too. If a girl is crying and pushing you away, that means 
no, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. not tonight, dear. Mm-hmm. Roll over or cuddle her in a gentle fashion <laughs> and tell her it's going to be okay. Crying is okay. You can cry with her if that needs to happen. Yeah. It, it may help you. Let's all, just watch this movie. It'll make you cry. Yeah, just cry. <laughs> just get a good cry just out. Cry. Like, like, put the notebook in, grab some ice cream, settle down with your girl or your boy. I don't care. I don't judge. And just, like, get a good cry out. it make you feel so much better. Yeah. Especially after watching this movie. Yeah, I'm gonna go <laughs> home and cry. <laughs> just take Mr. Fox and be like, Mr. Fox, we had to watch this terrible movie. Netflix could have taken it down sooner, but we didn't. No. Why? Why didn't it do, why didn't it do this to us, Mr. Fox? I'm gonna do it to Sam. I'm gonna wake him up and have a nice cry. And <laughs> like the just a nice cuddle cry. Um, so he's sitting on the edge of the bed and she like playfully not playfully, but she's she's a delicate lady. She pushes him over and he falls onto the floor. Oh yeah, yeah. She like gently taps him to go away while she's making her phone call because she's like, no bro. We already had this Yeah, this she's calling the manager. Yeah, and screaming into the phone. Yeah. Because she's terrified for her, her virginity. And, mm-hmm. and he falls off the bed, hits his head, and then she's like, No, Terrence, where did you go? No, he Terrence. doesn't hit his head. He pretends that he's unconscious. Oh, he pretends that he's unconscious. That's yeah, right. just so that. she'll look over, see he looks injured, and come down and, like, get on top of him to, like, shake him away. Yeah. And then he grabs her. And kisses her. Again. And says, let's go get married. <laughs> yeah, he forces her to marry him. Because they do get married. They go off to this little place that he has arranged. An Italian priest. Yeah, has woken him up and has made him officiate their wedding, where she clearly does not look enthused or happy at all. They didn't even kiss at the end. They just kind of (laughs) awkwardly stared at each other and it faded out. Yeah. (laughs) You're married. (laughs) Yeah, like, we're married now. Like, let's all go hide in the corner. So then, luckily, they have the honeymoon suite at the hotel. Yeah. Which they conveniently are able to use now. Um, so the housekeeper comes in and notice that she's in the bed with, with a different, different man. Guy. So she backs out of the situation. <laughs> totally leaps. So then, uh, Victor, the dad, shows up again. He's all like, la la la, coming down the hall. But then the manager of that hotel who has been told by the housekeeper that there's a different guy in there, is trying to get him to stop going into the room. Like, all sorts of, you have a phone call, there's a lady to see you, all these things. And he's like, oh, whatever, I'll see her later. And goes into the room, and all the housekeepers go and look and see what's going to happen. And he knocks on the door, opens, and then the two are in there, and he's like, oh, so nice to see you, congratulations, I'm so happy for you. Yeah, you two got together, you two great kids. Yeah, you've known each other for a day. I'm so happy for my daughter. I always knew you guys would get married ever since that one day you met. (laughs) Yes, and he never... Did he ever meet this guy? No. Maybe. No. Yes. At the beginning, when he told him to go sit with his wife. Oh, like, just... Okay. You never had, like, a full-on, like, father-son-in-law conversation? Nope. He found out they got married by telegram. But then the cops show up. They're outside the door, so he, told, he tells those two to get out of there. He's going to stay there. He starts to run the bath. So they leave off of the balcony that is clearly up in the air. 
stay at a hotel. You can just get in on their balcony. Somehow. You fly. So then, uh... That, that same uh, detective guy who's followed them all throughout France and Italy, crossing borders, <laughs> crossing jurisdictions. <laughs> He's gonna get you. He's gonna get you good. The Victor's like, oh, my wife's in the bath. You know, we'll wait until she's done. But he's just running water in the tub, and it isn't until, like, uh, hours later after the, bu- the tub has overflown. Yeah, just across this off later, the tub's overflowed, and water's coming out from underneath the door. So the detective's like, Aah! And, um, the dad's like, oh, I guess you'll arrest me now. Well, you're from, where are you from? He's from, from Monte Carlo, and he's like, oh, great, can I get to be in... D-block? D-block? And then the detective, like, laughs. Ha ha ha, let's go. And I think I can arrange something. Yeah, so it ends... With that. That's with, how it ends. With them getting, with him getting arrested. Yeah. Do we have to rate this movie? Yeah, give it a rating. I give this zero fake paper money. I'm giving it a zero. It it was totally boring. It had no substance outside of anything. There was no, like, funny moments. Like, I I, I laughed because I noticed that the German guy's beard was totally fake. Mm -hmm. Like, you could see the glue under his chin. Yeah, this movie was terrible. I give it, uh, one breakup letter. Ooh, that's a good one. I like it. I was gonna use yours. The Confederate... Uh, the, the Confederate... The Confederate money! We're going back to the South. Take over the South. The counterfeit money. The counterfeit money. <laughs> I like Confederate money better. <laughs> uh, tired. <laughs> Here, tell them all the good news. Next week... We're watching 1953's How to Marry a Millionaire, which I've actually seen and Justine hasn't. So this will be right. the first one where uh, I'm going to go in knowing something and she's not. Going in blind. Yes. Um, if you've seen it, you'll 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 have fun with it, I think. I want to see it. I want to see it a lot. I, this is... This is why I feel like I'm doing this, because I'm watching so many movies that I've always wanted to see. Yes, this is a great, it's a great movie. It's a great movie how they got around certain things with the code mm-hmm. and how um, how they used camera, because mm-hmm. a lot of things are a little bit different in this with, or in it with camera, so I'm, I'm excited for you to see it, because I'm surprised with, since you went to film school, like, this was a big thing when, when we watched it. No, we my, watched my... Bringing Up Baby and that's it. Okay. That's a that's a good one. That's a valid one. It's good, um, Cary Grant. So there's no argument there. <laughs> he's pretty. We miss you, Carrie. Come back. Come back to us, sweetheart. <laughs> we need you. We're missing you. <laughs> okay. Now that we've offended all of Europe. <laughs> so yeah, tune in next week. Yeah. Where we will try not to offend international borders. Anyway, you can listen and download our horrendously awesome podcasts <laughs> at our website thecutaways.com please rate us and like us and comment and support us because we're fun we think we're fun and i think you should think we're fun i'm having fun yeah so um you can find us on itunes our website and also you can find us on the facebook and the twitter at the cutaways podcast is that a french accent no Facebook. That that was the German because we didn't offend the Germans, so we had to throw that with in. their fake beards. <laughs> yeah. Done. End this. It's over. Finish I'm him. Leaving. <laughs>
Bye, I'm leaving. <laughs> okay. Peace out.